Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. This is a very special emergency bonus episode. We have not done very many of these in our In the Limelight history, maybe four or five, right? But there was so much demand for an emergency episode that we felt we had to provide. The shower is the main event here, Megan's baby shower palooza, as well as I think what really made it clear we had to record Julie was... um the Beyonce shout out that came after the day of the shower from Beyonce accepting her award with Jay-Z at the Brit Awards. But let's get into this shower. There's so much to pick apart. I mean, I feel like it was even more intense than we were expecting when we recorded earlier this week. There's a lot to dig into. You guys sent us so many good messages. We were just like overwhelmed. And if you're listening to this and haven't yet, you need to be following us on Instagram because Julie has made some of the best Instagram stories I've ever seen on the platform. But before we really get into it, how did it compare to what you were expecting? I guess we'll both answer this, but I had no idea it was going to be this much of a production. Right, or this much of a spectacle, I think, is my main takeaway because... I guess I'm used to megastar celebrities, you know, using the underground entrance of hotels and being a little bit more discreet about their whereabouts. And maybe just because of Megan's status, that wasn't possible. But it just seems like kind of beyond any sort of paparazzi coverage. You know, the Daily Mail had like minute by minute photo updates about every single like caterer who walked into the Mark Hotel, the harpist, the cotton candy machines. Like we, it's like we watched them set up this entire shower. Completely. And I also just feel like it was almost like what you're saying. It almost felt like the royal wedding in terms of the minute by minute coverage. Like, each arrival was covered. It was very, um, it was like a media circus and it was just not, I had no sense. I thought it was going to be sort of private and then maybe we would get the reports after the fact. Right. I love that I was essentially on the ground as we all were watching it with this live stream. Doesn't the Mark Hotel have a back entrance? Yeah. Well, one of the takeaways that I feel like a lot of our listeners made and, and commented on was that there was a lot of PR strategy perhaps at play here and I'm excited to talk about some of that because it did feel like exactly they could have they could have figured out ways to make this all way more low key to make it back entrances to make it restaurants that people don't frequent to make it so or or you know the places where they just have more privacy so it was held at the Mark Hotel penthouse which is the Daily Mail dubbed it the most expensive hotel room in the U.S. Goes for $70,000 a night. Apparently, Serena has long been a fan of this hotel, and she stayed there and footed the bill. Julie, can you imagine dropping, I mean, this is like a wild hypothetical, but just dropping a cool $70,000 for your friend's baby shower. Do we think that she paid for it, though? Because there was so much coverage. Serena herself was Instagramming, and I think this is a good time to mention that Serena also chose this timing to launch... Josh, what was she launching? 
the whole Serena-ness of it all is almost like worth a separate podcast that like someone needs to do a like deep dive investigation into because so she was the host. She was I most of the reports said she hosted it and stayed there and footed the bill. As Julie points out, though, we don't exactly really know what went down monetarily. Almost like right as it was happening, I got a press release in my inbox about a new Serena venture for um, Poshmark, which she joined the board. And it's like a kind of, I guess, company where they list pieces for sale. It's like a social shopping platform. So she posted that. And then also she went out to dinner with Megan the night before, made a point of storying her outfit and where each of the things were from her fashion line. And then did a, I guess, some sort of like Instagram story selfie right before the shower was going to start in her outfit. So I guess it's a savvy business move at this point. Like everything's out the window. Why not? Um, it definitely was, it felt to me like exactly Serena was doing something nice for a friend and also using it as an opportunity to, you know, post her comp, you know, make some moves, right? What do you make of it? I don't know. It's confusing. Because how many articles was the Mark Hotel? Like, I didn't know that the Mark Hotel was a thing until this bridal shower came onto the scene. Because how many times did we see her, Megan, and her guests come in and out, even Amal Clooney? There had to have been a side entrance, a different entrance. This is so much publicity. I would bet my almost entire, you know, paycheck that she did not spend a penny on this. Also, the Mark Hotel um, insignia was on all the stuff they put off to cordon off the areas and things and fences and benches and that kind of stuff. So I feel like it was in the background of a lot of the photos. I think aside from the spectacle, the weird brandedness of this all gave it kind of a strange taste in my mouth. Wouldn't you say the same, Josh? It's definitely... So I feel like you brought up such a good point when we recorded on Tuesday about how this felt sort of like Megan was able to like take things back into her own hands a little bit and control things more. And it was like on her own turf. She's an act, you know, she, before all of this, she was an actress in North America. She was like almost getting a retreat from the craziness of the Royal nonsense and all of the stuff she deals with there. So it felt very Hollywood. I feel like one of the things we kept noticing over the past couple of days was how much, Everything felt just like the gift bags with the branded items in them. I think everyone probably at this point saw that they had all these away suitcases that got brought to the facility to be handed out. Uh, So you left with like your suitcase and away suitcase apparently was tagged by Abigail Spencer and Daniel Martin. One of our listeners pointed out in Instagram stories leading up to the shower. So away suitcase really had their mark on this whole event no pun intended with the Mark Hotel. Um, And Serena working her angle with her company. I just feel like there was a lot of branding going on in general that did not feel very royal. Royals of Kate and Meghan Stature can't accept paid endorsements, but Serena and Abigail, they all can. So there's this weird blurry line of, you know, was it Abigail who called in the away bags? Did away bags just see that they were having this bridal shower at the Mark Hotel and just sent a bunch of bags over? 
It's all right. very blurry, very Kardashian-y, yeah. right? I felt like the cherry on top of this all, this is like a slightly different thing. So Megan was not photographed in her outfit for the baby shower, which was kind of shocking to me because I was waiting for that photo to somehow get released. Maybe it still will at some point. Because I'm just like really wanting to know what she wore after all of this. But she left in sort of this like very casual flight outfit wearing a baseball cap with Rectify on it, which is Abigail Spencer's, I guess, Sundance TV show, which I know nothing about. But what a kind of like final nod to this whole like, it it just added to me to the whole sense, the whole shower of like everything was very promotional somehow, or like there was always like another angle to everything. It never just quite felt like what you were seeing was what you were getting. There was always like something being like an undercurrent of something being like promoted. Like personally Um, affronted. I don't know why, but seeing Megan in that swag hat, it was just too much for me. Like, okay, the branding murkiness of it all doesn't make me feel good. But then to see Megan coming out wearing that hat, which, Josh, I don't think you or I would ever wear someone's baseball hat, would we? I guess maybe if someone made an In the Limelight (laughs) hat, but... Yeah, I also just feel like it was not a thing that we've ever seen her do before. Like, has Megan ever done... I I can't remember seeing, like, a title or name on anything she's worn in the past year, even for, like, clothing brands. I feel like the whole Abigail Spencer, I was, like, running through the list of people who came and, like, who was, like, the quote-unquote winner, and I almost feel like Abigail Spencer, like, came out on top from this whole weekend because I feel like she got the day with her the day before where they went to the Met and then they did their lunch and, like, she was photographed coming in with, like, that bag with some present the day before. Then she got the Rectify hat, Um, I just feel like whatever Abigail's been doing the past year, like her texting and like checking in and support system for Megan must have been amazing because I feel like they were close before clearly, but this was like Abigail's in the A slot now, I feel like. Okay, others that came out well, Amal. Amal actually, so we only really saw her in the red jumpsuit coming in. Which, what a statement in a snowstorm. (laughs) Those photos are wild. It's like a mall in this red jumpsuit that looks like for a May spring day that would be like, you know, like when it's the first nice day of spring and you can finally wear your like kind of like bright jumpsuit. But then the backdrop is that it's like freezing cold in New York and snowing. I also want to just point out here, this feels like a good point to mention, the fashion of this thing seemed to be wildly all over the place. Serena was wearing her athleisure then you have Amal in her red jumpsuit. Then you clearly have, like, Jessica Maroney wearing her full, like, look that she was, like, had worked on for probably, like, four months with, like, her couture designers or whatever. Like, I just feel like everyone was at a very different wavelength in terms of, like, how dressed up to get for this. Yeah, Gail commuting in from <laughs> CBS with that gift bag. I can't get over that gift bag. Didn't it just look like something you or I would get at Rite Aid? And it's like the last one on the hanger and it's not like super straight. Have you ever gone to a birthday party where you like totally forget to pick something up? So you have to like stop at some weird like toy store for like your like kid friend's kid or something. Like I feel like that's what Gail looked like to me where you just like randomly pick up like a puzzle set. 
Also, I have to give a shout out to our boy, Daniel Martin, who you can always count on. So many of you guys sent us this. We knew we predicted this in advance. We made two predictions, one about the crafting, which we were right about, and one about that someone would like do some sort of like sneaky covert Instagram. And it was we should have predicted it would be Daniel, who, if you don't remember, he was the one who visited Megan in London and posted the avocado toast picture. And now he is coming through with the cookie photo. I feel like we could have even gotten more from him, but... Seeing what these cookies looked like, I feel like it was exactly what you would expect from this baby shower, and I was really happy to get any glimpse at all from what was going on inside. I will say this, though. I think if Megan had been involved in the staging of that photo, we would have gotten a little bit more. <laughs> Agreed. It was like a severe close-up. Like I, I feel like Megan would have known how to like uh, curate the tablescape a little more and maybe like zoomed out a bit. This shows that the avocado toast, I feel like Megan was involved in curating for him because it just was like so perfectly formatted and you got so much in the image. And I feel like this cookie photo was very, um, it was it was a different level. Different level. What do you make of the Oprah? Oprah was not pictured going in there. I feel like Gail would have mentioned on CBS this morning if Oprah had been there. Do you think Oprah was invited and she couldn't make it and sent Gail in her her place. I'm so confused by the Gail thing. And I feel like a lot of you guys asked us about Gail. That that seems to have been the most like surprising attendee. Definitely. I thought for sure when you saw Gail, that that meant Oprah was on her way. Cause it just, it seemed odd to me. We know that Oprah was at the wedding. Oprah has some sort of relationship with Doria. They had that like famous six hour meeting or whatever. I feel though I was trying to figure out if, like, somehow Gail was Oprah's proxy. Like, it was almost like Oprah was invited and then was like, I can't make it, but I'll send Gail in my stead, the way that, like, a CEO would send, like, their first lieutenant. But that's, like, not really usually how something like this would work. Does that seem possible, though? I guess Gail must have been invited, but Gail wasn't invited to even the wedding. I know, that that's what seems a little bit off to me. It also seemed off that Amal was the only person of that sort of stature at the party. Ooh. But, oh, I guess that's a little dig about Megan. I didn't mean to... No, no, I, I know I know exactly what you mean. It, do, it did feel like... Well, also, Gail's of a different age bracket than everyone else that was there. Right. Gail's inclusion was interesting, but then Gail also was the only one so far who's really talked about the shower because she gave this morning when she was hosting, what is it, CBS this morning or whatever her show is, and she was saying um, she talked about the crafting, the flower arranging that they did at the shower, and she kind of name-checked Jessica Mulroney, Serena, and one of Megan's childhood friends as the host. And I was like, it's wild to me. Gail is like running through the kind of background of this shower. Um, I guess that's the thing. Has Gail even ever met Megan before? <laughs> it was strange. And I don't know. I feel like there's some, there's some link that we're missing. This is a good time, though. Julie, I need you to break down for us. I think, I mean, forget Daniel Martin, forget Jessica, forget Abigail. The real star of the show for us, I have to think, was Aaron Hill. I need Julie. Julie did some amazing investigative reporting to figure out what the story is with this woman. We still don't really know. I mean, there's a lot we don't know. We need to talk to her. I guess harpists haven't really been on my radar before this moment, but 
I mean, thank God for Erin Hill. The Daily Mail, really, I have to give credit to because they photographed her entrance into the Mark Hotel as if she were Angelina Jolie. They presented at least four different options. And Erin Hill, you know, savvy musician that she is, savvy artist, had a harp kind of cover, instrument cover that had her name on it. So I immediately, I was grateful that I knew who this this goddess was wheeling her huge instrument into the hotel. Apparently she charges $625. Um, She should charge much more after this. Her quote is at least quadrupling after this. God knows that Josh and I have already sent out a media request to her (laughs) asking her to be a guest on In the Limelight. Um, I just want to quickly mention that she has an incredible Wikipedia page. I don't know if she did it herself or if anyone else did it. I will give you one little quick tidbit. She was featured in an HBO Game of Thrones 2013 promo playing the Game of Thrones theme on her harp. She's a legend, a legend in my book. That's like up there with, I feel like, for harpist credentials. If you're a harpist and you've done a Game of Thrones promo and the Meghan Markle baby shower, like what is left? Like that is the top of the, that is the cream of the crop. She also appeared in a 2010 pop musical about living in New York post 9-11 that the New York Times reviewed. The New York Times said she played a giddy heart-playing trekker. I imagine this means like Star Trekker, who stood out among the generally capable performers. God, we need to interview Erin. Erin, the photos of Erin, if you had didn't see our Instagram story yesterday, she has this branding, this insignia on her harp case. She knows what she's doing. We need her marketing help, honestly. We really, really do. Erin, please get in touch. Or Erin's social media manager, please get in touch. In addition to Erin, I feel like other highlights from the shower itself were this, there was a cotton candy machine. Which read to me very Kardashian. I was about to go there. I was about to say it felt like Coachella-y, Kardashian-y, bar mitzvah-y. Then a tree, a mandarin tree. To dig a little more into the sereneness of it all, the celebration was coordinated by the person who, I guess, was the event planner for Serena's wedding in 2017, Jennifer Zabinski. So there, Serena was really, her like fingerprints were all over this. And then the party included a flower arranging lesson led by Lewis Miller, maybe a relation of Julie's. <laughs> in the most Megany detail of all, the flowers that they arranged were all donated, which is a really nice, very Megany gesture. It felt like the kind of, it felt very aligned to me with the positive messages on the bananas and the... I wish I could take a photo, video footage of Josh's just eye reaction as he said donated and got into it all. It wasn't amazing. I can't even describe it. All right. I feel like we have really summed up sort of the guests, what went on, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to get into next week. Julie, do you think this shower was fun? That's my final question for you. That is such a hard-hitting question. I mean, honestly, first of all, benefit of the doubt, are any baby showers truly fun? Yeah, that's a good pre-question to answer the question. I feel like they're always a little bit, not stressful, but... Like, they're not exactly... Baby showers aren't, like, birthday parties. They aren't, like, weddings. They aren't um, purely... They aren't just, like, 
everyone getting drunk, nighttime celebrations. They're a little bit more form, not even formal. They're just like, I guess, a little bit more... Um, any social gathering where the person of honor can't drink alcohol is like a difficult scenario. I yes. think we can all agree. Yes, agreed. I feel like we got so many comments and questions. A lot of discussion, a lot of things we've talked about already. A lot of discussion about the price tag. Um, an interesting note is that the same day this was happening, Harry was doing an appearance oriented around feeding the homeless. So the optics were kind of interesting. But we should note that this was a fully... Megan was not using, correct me if I'm wrong, but any royal funds here because she was gifted the private jet and then the place was paid for by Serena. So it wasn't in any way like a official business sort of trip. And a lot of comments about the PR strategy... I was wondering, and some a few of you guys sent us like, does this was this somehow in tandem somehow with the People magazine anonymous friends story? Was this trying to like reassert her? I kind of feel like more than anything, this is just my take. It seemed like this is just really what she wanted to do. Like this is Megan. Like I don't know. It felt to me like yeah, maybe it was a little. There's this strange thing with Megan where. Like, a lot of the stuff that came out around the people story, like, oh, she loves being in this cottage and it's so low-key and homespun and the hand warmers that she gives out. I feel like this, to me, felt, like, very much just, like, OG core, like, the Megan that we see when we look at the photos from 2014 and 2015. Like, this is just kind of, like, the core Megan, who, like, she was loving this, having a great time. And, like no shame to her. Like, there shouldn't be anything wrong about it. It just, like, felt like this is what she likes and what was fun for her. Katie Nichol wrote in her Vanity Fair report that this was an American tradition, the baby shower that Megan was especially looking forward to, and she wanted to do it in a city that she loved, which felt very pointed to me. But again, yeah. like like you said, OG Megan, this again feels like that after the second act montage of a rom-com, she's just owning who she is and going yeah. full tilt. I totally agree. Yeah, I feel like it was, you know, it became, I, they must have had a feeling it was going to come a media circus. I'm not sure all the decisions about some of the things related to like the branding, the away suitcases, some of that felt a little bit unexpected to me. But like now that I think, now that I've seen all, everything and how it played out, it's like she got her days of chill privacy. She did the big shower at the end. It kind of like worked out for her all right, I think. But again, I would love to be in Queen Elizabeth's like room where she's briefed on this sort of event. Maybe just all of her aides laid out the newspapers at her like breakfast table. What do you think she thought of this? What do you think Kate thought of this? Need to know, need to know. Also, a, a few of you sent us a great point, which is that Princess Beatrice works in New York, presumably was here. That reminds me of like when you visit your friend, when you Instagram, you're in a city and like your friend lives there and they see that you're in the in town, but didn't hit them up. Like this is like the ultimate version of that. And then today, Eugenie posted like a TBT, a random TBT of her and Beatrice. And I was like, oh, is she trying to give her some like emotional support after all of this? Also, Kate obviously was not in attendance. Everyone seems to say that we can't really... The shower, everyone, first everyone said the shower was Tuesday, then it was Wednesday. These reports you always have to take with a grain of salt. But apparently people think there is going to be another shower in London that Doria will be present at. We'll see. 
Presumably Kate would be at that shower. We did a poll on our Instagram story. Oh, let's see where it is. Yeah, I'm so curious what the current standing of it is. I mean, I can't really see Kate interacting in that shower anyway. I feel like Kate would feel so sort of awkward between the Amal Clooney of it all, the Gail King. I, I could see Kate kind of like making polite conversation with Aaron Hill, the harpist. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, like asking her asking her a ton of questions about the harp. Just like like when I feel like that's always our move too if we're at a party where we don't really know what's going on, we find someone to just like exactly. ask a ton of questions we lock to. In. Kate and Aaron for sure. Um 83% of you think Kate wasn't invited on our Instagram story. I think Megan definitely either made it clear she was invited to the other shower and then didn't invite her to this one or did invite her to this one. I don't think Megan would do this without figuring out how to handle the Cape aspect. I do think it's a little weird that Megan flew to the U.S. to have the shower and her mom wasn't there. I know there are reports that her mom is hosting the shower in London. I would just think if you're flying to a different country for your shower in the first place, right, right there. Like, as if this wasn't enough, I feel like that was, like, one of the biggest stories related to Megan yet, which is that Beyonce paid tribute to her at the Brit Awards, which is, like, the British equivalent of the Grammys. She and Jay-Z accepting an award. They weren't there, but they accepted with a video where the Mona Lisa was... I guess, like, they superimposed an illustration of Megan onto the Mona Lisa from their apeshit music video... And like recreating that video. And it was a tribute to Megan, which Beyonce, and like Beyonce doesn't often post necessarily like lengthy captions. So I feel like she really, she really was trying to like support Megan. She posted on Instagram about her congratulating her on her pregnancy. We wish you so much joy. And then on Beyonce.com, she posted a three paragraph kind of tribute to Megan. Uh, Today, we're pleased to honor Meghan Markle, Duchess of Sussex. Meghan's background as a film and TV actress has allowed her to use her platform for good. And then they go into her charitable work. They talk about her marrying Prince Harry, becoming one of the few black women to join a royal family. Uh, And at the wedding, her culture was front and center. And she and Prince Harry have continued to push the race relations dialogue forward, both near and far. This was a tribute, and coming from Beyonce, like, it just doesn't get much better. Julie, were you as shocked as I was by all of this? We haven't really known about any sort of friendship or connection between Beyonce and Meghan, so this sort of came out of nowhere. I was a little Um, confused. It almost felt to me as if Beyonce and Jay-Z were trying to capitalize on this kind of press roller coaster, but of course, I'm sure they plan everything far ahead of this it's a little bit interesting because I don't think that Megan has met Jay-Z or Beyonce. Kate has. Kate wasn't mentioned in any of this. <laughs> wow. Really just had to had to reiterate that Kate has never gotten the Beyonce.com three-paragraph tribute. She really, really hasn't. But I also wonder if Beyonce and Jay-Z had been invited to the wedding have passed up on opportunities and this was kind of the, but yeah. that's like the cynical way of well, there's, there's also like clearly a circle of like Beyonce's friends with Serena Serena's obviously friends with Megan I feel like there's no I feel like there's definitely it's definitely been float a meeting has been floated I feel like next time Beyonce and Jay-Z are in London they will meet her I would I feel very confident in that it also I was wondering if somehow 
they it, the timing though of like being the day of the shower like I just was like this all seems so well planned I mean maybe it was just a coincidence but it was that kind of was also interesting to me Right. My first reaction, I thought that the video was made as some sort of gift to Megan um, for the baby shower since Beyonce and Jay-Z couldn't be there. But we should mention that Josh, just the investigative reporter that he is, tracked down the artist who created this illustration, Tim O'Brien. Josh spoke to him shortly afterwards, and I was so surprised, so shocked that Tim had not been informed that his illustration would be used by Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah, so the illustration that you see in the video was from Kappa Kappa Gamma Alumni's Mag, the Alumni Magazine. I guess it came out in the summer of 2018. And Tim made it for that cover, but he didn't know that it was going to be repurposed in this way by Beyonce and Jay-Z. So he found out when like his Instagram and Twitter were blowing up. It's interesting, too because he was obviously very overwhelmed and excited and, you know, he was getting all these social media shout-outs and he noted, he noted that everyone obviously loves Beyonce and, you know, that was, like, the main... And he said he was getting a lot of positive reaction on Megan as well, but um, he did not get to, like... The, the, no one reached out to him about the usage or the rights. Um, and I think it was... That was interesting to me because that wasn't even really something I was thinking about when I called him to interview him, but it was clear that he said he's like always very business-minded when it comes to these things, as he should be. He said, in this case, there's not a lot of gain in terms of trying to file some sort of legal claim. You have to recognize when something is valuable and has other value, and I think it has other value. He said he's torn because I respect Beyonce as an artist so much, and I know that the publicity that kind of usage can provide is valuable, so I'm pretty sure it'll be a positive thing no matter what. And it's not like she made money doing this video. It's really interesting. The full interviews on VanityFair.com. You should read it. But he's very conflicted, and I just love how, I guess, forthcoming he was, how honest about... Really, he just says it like he sees it. I also uh, want to point out that we got so many great messages, so we're not... One of you guys sent us this, but it was... um all the times Megan has referenced Beyonce or posted about Beyonce over the past, like, five years on her now-defunct Instagram account. There was, like, one of her putting hot sauce on something, like, hot sauce in my bag. There was, like, a queen bee, middle fingers in the air. Like, she just had, like, all these references to Beyonce in, like, 2015, 2016. And so, like, clearly this is going to be a huge deal for her when she finds out, whenever she found out. It's kind of wild, how many people can say they've had a day like that where Amal Clooney and Serena Williams throw you a baby shower and then Beyonce and Jay-Z present a tribute to you where you are superimposed on the Mona Lisa? One day, Josh. That'll be our new, our new goal. One day. Just three years after her Valentine's Day shout-out. So curious to see. Also, like, what if there's this second shower takes place? Very interested in that. Also, like, she has a whole tour this weekend of Morocco with Harry. Wild. Wild ride. Curious if the palace is going to release any sort of official statement on what the royal family thought of the shower, thought of the branding. I was waiting for the Kensington Palace Instagram today that was going to be her in her outfit. Like, thank you all for your well wishes on the day of the Duchess of Sussex's shower. 
I feel like we get that kind of thing, but we didn't get it for this. Oh my God, if they had hired you, you would have been all over that. You would have had that post ready. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys. You guys have been the best and so have made this past 48 hours even more fun than it would have been otherwise. Thank you guys so much for listening. I think that does it for this week's special emergency bonus episode of In the Limelight. Please remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review. Um, We really appreciate it and it helps us find new listeners. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail if you have any tips, thoughts, theories. That number is 347-790-0966. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. Individually, I am at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. I should also note, if any of you guys want to superimpose Julie and me on the Beyonce and Jay-Z, Megan uh, video, we will not be opposed to that. Um, This episode was edited and produced by the wonderful Brett Fuchs. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And until then, no no bad bad energy. energy.